0: 23 again where we read out of our scripture reading this morning and find in your Bibles uh, the book of Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 1. So find Philippians chapter 1 and uh, Psalm 23. we're going to be in both of those places this morning. Well how you doing this morning? I'm thankful that God gives us days like this where we can um, just pause and uh, think about who He is in each of our lives. And um, and and this week um, we're we're kind of tying up uh, a series that we've been in on stewardship. Uh, today would have been what we would have been considering was the stewardship of the gospel, but. Um, I, I felt very impressed of the Lord early this week on uh, Monday uh, to go in a little different direction than where I had planned, uh, but the Lord really just really impressed on my heart where we'd be as a church this morning, and so we are in the gospel, and we are, in a sense, considering what it means to be a steward of the gospel, uh, but maybe in a little different light than where I had originally planned for us to be. Uh, how many of you just have uh pets at home? Any of you have pets? Dogs, cats? How many of you are the dog lovers in the room? Can I see your hand? All right. How many of you love the cats? Yeah, we are on different playing fields right there, you and I, but it's okay. I still love you in Christ, all right? Even with your cat. Uh, I know, I know, to each their own, right? But uh, my wife and I, we got a little, uh, oh, he's not little anymore, is he? He was little, uh, he was a little Irish doodle, Irish setter and a standard poodle, and man, that thing is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I was sitting on the couch the other day, and that thing is like looking me in the eyes and i 'm thinking, man, this is huge, you know but he's his name 's toby he 's so he 's so regal, man, when you watch him outside he 's just like this regal looking dog, and then he 's a goofball the next minute and uh i don 't know have you ever have you ever thought about what it would be like to be an animal, you know? Any of you ever just, uh, you know, I think we all have those kind of feelings when we're young, like looking at the birds and we're like, oh, I wish I could fly, you know, and then you start thinking about all these crazy animals that God made and, and the things that they do and, and uh, but if you had to pick right now, I know I'm asking a hard thing, but if you could commit to being an animal, all right, uh, this morning, uh, right now, 10 seconds, think about it, which one would you choose? Ready, set, go, go. Ten seconds. Think about it. This is a big decision, okay? Because once you lock in, you're stuck. Uh, but but if you had to pick an animal, and you would lock in on it, all right. How, how many of you? How many of you think I, you got a good one? How many of you think you got a good one? All right, Claude, what would you be, sir? An eagle. That's actually pretty good. It's pretty good, Miss Hope. A dolphin. a dolphin. Ooh, that'd be neat. Okay. Yeah, Irma. A lion. How many of you said lion? I know there was more than just one. Yeah. Uh, What else? Anybody? Any other animals? Yeah? The shark and you get the beach to yourself. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Who else? Yeah. Yeah. Right back there. A a dog. Cool. Cool. Anything else? Yeah. Jenna? A fox. Ooh, that'd be a neat one. Now, moment of truth. How many of you said sheep? That's what I was thinking. Uh, Nobody wants to be a sheep. Like, nobody. Like, when you, you know, I, Jessica and I, we've been, you know, it's so cool to watch, like, the fantasy uh, movies and, like, how many of you guys like Lord of the Rings or uh, J.R. Tolkien fans or C.S. Lewis fans and, uh, and, you know, think about Narnia and all of these animals and it's just, you know, we've been kind of rewatching the Lord of the Rings series, Jessica and I have, and I've just been amazed that all these creatures in middle Earth right, and you're marching into battle in the Battle of the Five Armies, and you have these giant elks and then you have these horses and you have these rams, and you have all these animals and like and 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 like we were watching a movie the other night, and there were like these killer whales and giant whales, and I was like, Wow, like. There's all these, anytime you think about like a battle movie and animals, you know, there are these incredible animals that people will uh, put forward as kind of like their uh, mascots or as their uh, champion of their army, right? You know, you think about in in, in our world today, uh, animals that countries use, you know, the United States uses an eagle. Canada uses the uh, beaver. Uh, Great Britain uses a lion. Russia uses a bear, and I'm just not really aware of any country that has adopted a sheep, right? Because a sheep, um, um, a sheep represents all the things we don't want to be. It really does. They're dependent. They're helpless. They're stupid. They're defenseless. I mean, they're stupid. I mean, did did any of you guys catch the headline of what was happening in world news in China? the last couple weeks as a flock of sheep in some place in China was walking in a circle for over 14 days straight. I mean, it just doesn't speak well of what it means to be a sheep. And, and you know, some of you, when you think about the animal that you want to be, you, you, you would picture all these industrious, strong, you know, adventurous animals. And the Bible says that all of us are sheep. And you're like, nah, Pastor, uh-uh. I took the personality quiz, I did not get sheep. I got lion, my wife got dolphin, wolf, no sheep. But no, no, the Bible says that all of us are sheep. It's not a compliment, but it's true. And when you think about that, as we've read this morning in Psalm 23, you get this picture of God being the shepherd and you and I being a part of his flock that each one of us are sheep. And, and, and the Bible is not just talking about it in Psalm 23. In fact, you read the Bible and what you discover is that it's actually a theme that runs throughout all of scripture that you and I are like sheep. You say, well, in what ways? Let me give you a few. Psalm 119 says that we easily get lost. We've gone astray like a lost sheep, the Bible says. We foolishly trust ourselves. Isaiah 53, we all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Bible's saying that you and I trust in ourselves. We foolishly trust in ourselves, and like that, we're a sheep. We are people that are easily led astray by others. Jeremiah says, woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. And, and why? Because it's, it's easy as a sheep to, to somehow be allured by something or, 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 or someone and, and to go off in other directions. And the Bible makes the point that in Jeremiah 56, we're like sheep because we're vulnerable. Jesus, in Matthew 9, said when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And we're all like sheep the bible says we're all like sheep turn to your neighbor right now and tell him you're a sheep yeah you're a sheep and and the question is this morning is 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 really the biggest question in the room this morning is who is your shepherd who is your shepherd We all have a shepherd, and and we're all like sheep, and all sheep have a shepherd. And that's why David says, notice in Psalm 23 verse 1, if you have the Bible, David said there in verse 1, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And so David understood in life that that all sheep have a shepherd, and and the shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ was, was his, but that may not be the case for every one of you. Notice the next four words in Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not... Say the next word. I shall not what? Psalm 23 is one of those passages in my life that God has used for a long time. I remember when I was growing up, I used to hear of Psalm 23 and I always thought of precious moment dolls. I thought about, uh, you know, things that you'd see in Christian bookstores and and it just became one of those passages that it was so often said and spoken that I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll gravitate to some other verses. But then God used Psalm 23 in my life in a season of my life where I studied it out and dived deep into it and and taught it to our youth group a number of years ago, not really knowing that what I was about to teach to them on a high school, upper, upper school retreat weekend would have just been something that God anchored my soul in for a valley that I would soon face. And over the years, Psalm 23 has been a place that is well familiar, it's well worn in my Bible, and I come back to often. And I think moments like today... Um, are times where God would have a center back on a very simple truth, but something that he desperately wants for you to know. And that is that the Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that this morning? Can you say that? How many of you remember the day and time when God became your shepherd? You were adopted into his fold. You were placed there. Um, and, and, and the Lord is my shepherd, the Bible says, I shall not want. That, that, that phrase there means... I shall not lack. Now, I know that that hits reality for every one of us because instantly we start thinking of things that we need. But the promise of God's word is that his sheep truly lack nothing. So if he is your shepherd today, all that you need is found in him. All of it. All of it. But do you believe that to be true? And then notice the next verse in verse 2. This is what the Lord really impressed on my heart on Monday. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside what kind of waters? Quiet waters. Or your Bible may say still waters. Now, Now notice, what is this passage teaching us? Well, a shepherd like David, he was the one who penned this psalm, would have really well understood this, that there are times... Um, where sheep need rest before a journey they need um, they need refreshment they need food they need water uh, but but like us sheep are pretty stupid and they don't know when to rest actually they, they don't know how to rest and there'll be something that inevitably will flight uh, uh, frighten a, a group of sheep a flock of sheep right um, it, you just think about being out in the wilderness where where David would append this psalm and um, maybe it was the growl of a, of a mountain lion or a bear or something that was just out in the distance that made him unsettled. It could be as simple as the shout of a child and it just spooks the sheep or um, maybe it's a dog that barked or something. I mean, it's just something. It could be something so simple, but it unsettles the sheep. And instead of resting, these unshattled sheep begin to run back and forth. I mean, they do what they did in China this past week. They just get caught in this circle and they don't know how to stop. And They just keep going 14 days straight. They were restless. It's such a fitting picture of, of you and I um, because God is our shepherd and he knows that we need rest. And sometimes even a hungry sheep who is eaten filled and, and everything will not lie down because they're restless. And I love verse 2 because the first two words says, he makes, what's the next word? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet or still waters. Sometimes fear keeps us from being refreshed. Sometimes we know what we really need, but fear keeps us from refreshment. You see these these sheep here as they were on water's edge, you know? They're seeing the the creek or the river, and I mean, it may not be rushing very fast, but just the moving water unsettles them. And and sheep, I think, maybe have a little bit of of understanding to know that they have a heavy-weighted coat of fur or wool or whatever we want to call that. And if they were to get wet, what more than likely do you think will happen? There they go, you know? And so they're fearful, and, and uh, they come to water's edge, and, and if it's rustling or moving at all, it, it unsettles them. Actually, when you think about sheep, there's a lot of things that can unsettle sheep. Um, doesn't take much to get us anxious, I was talking to my wife the other day. I said, uh, this is nine years now we've been here at Catawba. And uh, I, I said to her, I said, I feel like this is a season where a lot of people are unsettled. I don't know if you're there this morning. I recognize as a pastor, I'm both sheep and shepherd, all right? <laughs> and uh, But as a, as, as a pastor this morning, as a shepherd, you're shepherd here. Can I ask you that question? Have you been unsettled recently? Have you been anxious? I feel like we're anxious. I feel like we're unsettled. And there's a lot of unsettledness. And there's a lot of things causing unsettledness in our lives. Things that can easily lead us to a moment of anxiety, to lead us to a place of fear. Some of us in this room are facing some financial hardships, and we're not really understanding how we see it coming through, and so we, we feel like we lack some financial provision in that, and in that we're a little scared and anxious, restless. I think there are some in this room this morning that maybe you are going through a season of just challenge and conflict, and maybe a season of relational conflict, and, 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 and in that it's just caused you to be a little unsettled be a little unsettled. My goodness, you read our, our prayer list and our phone tree and the number of families in our church right now that are going through physical health needs or health challenges and, and it may not be you, but it might be someone in your family. and so then you just think about our church as a whole. That touches a lot of people. For some, it's been a season of grief and personal loss. And then I think about just the whole sense that our church is still kind of working through a loss of ministry staff. And I think about Stephen and Emily as they've stepped forward in God's call for them. And, and they were a fellow sheep and shepherd, right? And so now you feel even more anxious in that season of the unknown. And, and can I just, in all love and gentleness this morning, say that, that what, is, what is the answer For an unsettled soul. That's what he says in verse 2. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. Some of us aren't getting quiet. Some of us don't know how to get quiet. We're like that sheep caught up right there in the loop. And we're unsettled. And everybody else seems unsettled. And so this seems right. Maybe we're making progress. <laughs> Maybe we're going somewhere. And Psalm 23 reminds us all that if that's how you feel this morning, can I just tell you something? It's okay. It's okay. I'll never forget when I lost my, my, my when my brother passed away this summer in May, someone in our congregation said to me, they said, Pastor Aaron, it's okay to not be okay. It's just who we are. It's human nature to feel anxious. That's why so many of Jesus' sermons were focused on anxiety. Because he knows, he knows that in this world, we will have tribulation. In this world, we will have trouble. In this world, we will face hardship. In this world, we will face the painful, painful, Um, experiences of the fall and the curse that God put upon this world. And he knows that our hearts are prone to be anxious. He knows that our hearts are prone to wander. He knows that our hearts are prone to be restless. But you know what a good shepherd does in moments when you feel like that? He makes you lie down. And it's not like he just shoves you down. I mean, some of you are laying on your back in a hospital room and you're feeling like, God, just shoved you down. Some of us have been through that in life. But it's this gentle, the shepherd is gentle. He's really gentle. Because he loves you. He does all he does in verse 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 because he loves the sheep. That's what a shepherd A good shepherd loves the sheep. The Bible says that he lays down his life for them. So, I want you to think about this morning, in the midst of your restlessness, in the midst of your anxiousness, somehow, some of us have embraced the mindset in life that if, if we're going to go through life okay, it means that we're going to be absent of those anxious moments, and somehow, somehow, that's just how we think, isn't it? We, we, we have this way of thinking in life that if I, if I go through a season in life and I don't have feelings of anxiety, I don't have feelings of restlessness, then, then things are good. Things are good, right? But that's not at all true. That's not at all true. You know, you read in verse 3, notice verse 3, he leads me, uh, he restores my soul, he guides me. Notice the shepherd does this in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Notice verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that doesn't sound good. Who in the flock wants to go through that season? But he says, I will fear no evil, not any, for you're with me. Go back in verse 3 for a second, guys. Notice he leads me and guides me in paths of righteousness. Some of us think the moment anxiety happens, trials in life happen, difficulty happen, some of us start feeling like we've missed it, right? And we start going, oh, no. (laughs) And we're just like that sheep, man. And we're anxious. And we're saying, oh, no. But the shepherd has us on a path. And the shepherd's what brought the sheep to verse four. Go to the next verse. The the valley of the shadow of death wasn't where the sheep found themselves. And then the shepherd took them out of it. The shepherd led the sheep through that valley. But I will fear no evil. Here's the next four words. And this is what we all need to grab this morning. For you are what? Say it louder, for you are with me. Can I tell you, my friend, the goal in life is not to be absent of the pain and the problems and the anxiety of this world. Because while you're in this world, you will have trouble. But the goal in life for every one of us as a sheep should be as close as we can be to the shepherd. He says, for you are with me. And when we don't know that, or when we don't believe it, are moments in life where we've found ourselves wandering. And I don't know where you're at this morning. Certainly, I can't even begin to imagine in a room this size where you're at. But I will ask you that question. Have you been anxious? Have you been restless? Have you been concerned? Have you been worried or fearful? Why don't you trust the shepherd this morning? Why don't you just simply trust that the shepherd is with you? And maybe you've wandered away from him and in love this morning. You know what a good shepherd's doing? He's leaving the 99 to go find the one. Like this morning, if God's moving on your heart, he's seeking you out. And what he wants to do, and what he's saying to you this morning is, hey, hey, you don't have to be so anxious. I mean, he's literally leading you into a, a path of green pastures. He's stilling up a dam so that you can get refreshment. And even if you say, no, Pastor Aaron, I'm in the valley right now. Like, I'm there. Well, he knows. He knows. And what matters in life is that you stay as close to the shepherd as you can. And so, can I turn one more place this morning, one more place as we consider the stewardship of our gospel and the promise of what God is doing in this is in Philippians chapter 1. Notice in Philippians chapter 1, we see a, a kind of a New Testament command of a similar thing. Paul, he's talking about Christians and how they're to relate to one another, how they're to live. And... Um, Philippians 1 verse 27. Notice what he says? "Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing how, firm, in one spirit, with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And not, what's the next word? Not frightened. Not unsettled not anxious not not restless no notice notice not frightened at anything by your opponents you know paul says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood right so the battle that you're facing today is a spiritual battle with spiritual opposition and it's a clear sign to them of their destruction but of your salvation that is from god that has been granted to you for the sake of christ that you should not only believe in him but suffer for his sake engage in the same conflict that I saw I had and now hear that I still have you see what Paul is saying to those people he says only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel Paul says let your lifestyle reflect the gospel well what does the gospel mean it's it's the word that means good news but it is a message of hope my friends it's a message of hope, and, and Paul says, let your lifestyle be worthy of the gospel, this hope, this good news in Christ Jesus, so that, notice why, that, that, that he may hear that we are standing firm in one spirit and in one mind. You see, I, there's just that picture there of, of, of not being frightened, not being anxious, but, 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 but standing firm. It, now, Paul is using a little different picture here. He's not using a metaphor of a shepherd and sheep. He's using a metaphor of, a, of soldiers in the army. But, but it's still all the same picture. We don't have to fear or be frightened or be anxious. Why? Why? Because the king's in control. The king's in control. But man, as a body, we move as a body. We feel as a body. And I, and, and I think in this season where many of us, um, how many of you know anxiety? We used to say when we were counseling that attitude isn't taught, it's caught. How many of you heard that? Attitude's not taught, it's caught. Well, the same is true of anxiety. <laughs> One person's anxious. Oh, now we got a whole group of anxious people right over here. You know, they're all anxious. Before long, we're catching that anxiety, and we're all starting moving, and we're like, well, they're walking this way, we'll walk this way, and, and before long, we might look like that group of sheep in China, you know, we're just doing this thing, but they were lacking a shepherd, Well, I don't know necessarily, but maybe the shepherd didn't interrupt it, it was so good, you know, they were like, this is, we're making history here, you know, but God, God's not that kind of a shepherd, he's a good shepherd, and he knows what we need, and we don't have to lack So this morning, will you trust the shepherd? Will you trust the shepherd? And will you recognize if you're away from the Lord this morning, what has caused you to be unsettled? Just, can you recognize when you're anxious? Part of being anxious is recognizing when you're anxious and then naming it, and like naming what is causing the anxiety or the anxious feeling in your life, and then pushing forward, moving into ways of things that are healthy. And, and so maybe this morning you'd recognize I'm anxious. This is what's causing me to be anxious in this season. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to replace it with some life, and that is to trust the shepherd. I'm going to trust the shepherd, and I'm going to stay as close to him as I can. And in this season where I don't understand what's going on or why some things are this, I will make the decision to press into him because he's seeking me out. Would you bow your head with me this morning? Father, I pray right now for our church. Lord, I pray for those in this room that, Lord, are just in a season of anxiety. And, Lord, we would all understand this morning that is just human nature. Um. But we're grateful and thankful to know that you identify in our situations. Uh, Lord, you came into this world, and you lived life here, and you can relate, Lord, to the things that we are facing. But Lord, you've come to not just relate and identify with us, you've come to deliver us out of it and to give us hope. And Lord, I pray this morning for those that are here, and, and their heart is just restless. Lord, would you quiet us this morning? Quiet us. Lay us down in those green pastures. Lord, refresh us by still water. There might be a season of a journey you're leading us into, and you know it's going to get harder than it is now. And, and you want us to be rested up for the journey. Lord, help us to trust you in all things this morning. We thank you so much that you're a shepherd that loves us, cares for us. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you're with us. We pray for your blessings, your guidance in each of these families, in each of these situations. Lord, as a church, may we seek you first. May we trust that you are in front and leading us. And, Lord, wherever you lead us is right. We may not feel like it's right, but, Lord, where you lead us are paths of righteousness. So help us to trust you in all these things. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.